Adventist Radio London, inspiration for the soul. Good evening, good evening, Adventist Radio London listeners, and welcome to another Let's Talk Business. Now, today is going to be slightly different. So I have someone not show up and sometimes these things happen. So I think I might give you a talk on networking. When you are doing the business of networking, how to sell your business, what type of things to look into. But before we start, let us pray. Let's put this before God today. Dear Heavenly and Merciful Father, we give you thanks and praise for a beautiful, beautiful Sunday. We thank you, dear Lord, for life. We thank you for the energy and the ability to get up and move around. And Father, as our discourse will take a different path today, we pray that those who are listening and myself who is speaking will be blessed. We pray that everything goes according to your name's honor and your glory. All this we ask for your son's Jesus name. Now, the reading today is going to be taken from the third reading of Jeff Rose. And Jeff Rose is a entrepreneur and he share quite a bit of reading with us and as to how we should conduct ourselves business wise. And we're going to look at the third one that says sluggards do not plow in season. So sluggards do not plow in season. So at the harvest time, they look but find nothing. And that comes from Proverbs 20 verses 4. Now here's a lesson for entrepreneurs. Always be on the lookout for opportunities that leads to a harvest. Always be on the lookout for opportunities that leads to a harvest. This verse is probably more about the virtues of having a willingness to work, but it also talks about working in season. With certain seasons come opportunities. If these opportunities are pushed aside, you may find yourself in need, but not reaping anything because you didn't work. Remember that the fruit comes after the labor. So if there was no labor, there will be no fruit. Now we are going to listen to Life Begins with Jesus and that's by Daniel Hall. After which we will talk about marketing your business in the form of networking. Oh, 
Life begins with Jesus, Dania Bell Hall, indeed. Now, welcome to Let's Talk Business, and we're going to talk about networking. Now, let me give you some insight as to who I am outside of uh, the church realm, as you know me. I'm Claudia Welsh, your host of Let's Talk Business, but I also do run a business called Be Empowered A1, and it focuses on leadership development, leadership development with a niche in emotional intelligence, and it also talks about public speaking, how leaders can be true leaders by the words they say. Now, as I, I, my years of experience is vast, put it that way, over 20 years in management elsewhere, and I started my business four years ago. One of the things that I had to do to grow my business was pretty much networking, a way of marketing. So there you I had to sit down and figure out what was the best in terms of marketing my business. Was it social media? Was it going to be talking to people face to face, networking, writing letters to people and businesses? What was it going to be? And it is a combination of many things. And most of the time, it's trial and error. There are no fixed ways. But of course, we know that social media is very wide and broad and that can be used in various ways. But I'll be talking about networking. And the definition for networking is the process of making connection and building relationships. Now, some of us, when we open our business, we expect that we are going to go straight into the business, open it, and we will sell. And we will will market ourselves and it will be successful. In some cases, that is true. In other cases, it will take you some time, some people longer than others, to build up relationship with people because it will be based on trust. You will be referred to, others will refer their business to refer business to you as a result of them trusting you, trying and testing. And that comes from making connections And not just making the connections, but building the relationship. That is pretty much networking. Now, the business networking part of it is when you're leveraging your business. So you are doing, uh, you're meeting people and you're making connections that has the potential to make your business grow. And then there is what's called personal connection. After you've met the connection and you've built that business relationship, sometimes you Get close enough to each other so that you are able to understand individuals as people rather than as the business people only. And that, those two, the leveraging of your business and the personal connections, those will help you to bring in new customers, new vendors, get great advice, meet mentors. It will open doors for you. So let us look at some types of networking, so to speak, because there are different forms of doing business networking. So we said we're going to leverage our business. We said we're going to get our personal connections intact. And all of that will help us to run our business really well. Now, just a reminder, when you network, you may not always get right away the business that's going to give you a return and investment. You may get a mentor out of it. You may get another lead. You may get another connection. So when you start off your business, financially speaking, you've got to be aware of how you're placed financially. So by the time you make the right connections, guess what? You're not running out of money or going to close down. So these things are important to consider before you start business, the networking. Now for the types of networking, and there are a few. Some places you go, you find four, five, or seven, depending. So we'll we'll use about five. The first one we'll talk about is casual contact networking. Those are the ones where you go to the breakfast meeting networking, and those are with uh, usually by either small groups or big groups that bring smaller groups together, enterprises like your Chamber of Commerce, those and every every borough has one. And they are normally one of the first places people go when they go to network to find out what is there and who is there. It's rather informal. Don't have to wear a suit and a tie for every occasion. And the 
social etiquette is a little bit more relaxed, though it is somewhat formal. And then we have the strong contact networks. Strong contact networks, just as the name suggests. However, it usually consists of smaller groups. So sometimes when there is networking and you see big numbers, you can go in and become overwhelmed, become lost, don't know where to start choosing from or networking from. And this is especially if you don't have an idea of who's going to be there on the day or you know but you, you will have an idea what the groups are who will be there but you might not know people directly so going there you'd have to maybe turn up really early and so on but for the strong contact network it's a smaller group it's easier to navigate you meet people a bit quicker and you have to be if you're if you're an introvert this is where your introversion get tested because you're pretty much exposed so for the smaller group there's less competition and it is more intentional and i'll give you an example i attend every other thursday morning i attend a networking group and that group is 15 people full stop no more than 15. And we all do different things. So our businesses are different. And what that does, what we do in that group, when we have what is called two minutes to talk or to pitch, it's one minute pitching and one minute Q&A and com constructive comments. And in that strong contact network of my networking group, what happens is you talk for the minute and then everyone come in and will give you some advice and some guidance or ask you some questions for your consideration. In other words, it's more intentional. Also note this, referrals are brought to you based on what you bring forward on the morning. And because of that relationship that keeps building smaller groups, it's easier to build relationship with people it's easier to understand individuals better and you know you don't get thick skin or thin skin when people say something a bit out because you understand them and you know them and guess what it works for business so we talk about casual contact networks and then we talk about strong contact networks which are usually a bit smaller and those are a bit informal as well then there is the community service clubs and that goes for groups like our church groups or volunteering groups and they work on long-term relationships so the longer you are there the more people get to know you, the more more people get to know you because with these groups, people come and go, the more established you are in your relationship. And in the long term, uh, people will refer you simply by knowing you. But guess what? It is a community effort. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, a professional associations network group is said in the name. So we have industry specific groups. So there would be like healthcare group, networking group, one for education, maybe a group of teachers, uh, one for business people on a certain levels like BNI, Business Networking International, or things like the um, com your community business in London. So those are the ones that are geared at certain professions. So let us say my background is in radiography, which it is. There is a society of radiography. You can network there. And if you are, let us say, a freelance radiographer, you could network there and get people to expose you to places where you can go and work and get some, you know, good returns on your service. So professional association, industry specific, if you're in IT, if you're in health, if you are in education, those are the things that uh, those are the groups that you go to and usually when you go to those groups it's more for keeping up to date with the latest and current trend with trend within your industry it is also for making the right acquaintances so when you leave the connections are made there but the business is done outside usually and then last but by no means least online networking and this is the connection that people are making. Well, these have been happening before COVID, but <laughs> the COVID time has increased the presence of online groups that do 
connections. Now, one of those groups are your LinkedIn. A lot of people have LinkedIn pages and they were dormant. Now they are active. Your Facebook page for uh, professional uh, networking is also there. And it is good for making connections for the future. I give you an example. So I'm on that group. I liaise with people in the group and somebody puts out a, a request. Does anyone know someone who can do public speaking? And guess what? Two or three persons will make some referrals. And one of those referrals might be your name with your details and uh, uh, some uh, references to how good you are and how they trust your work. So there are different ways of networking. Casual contact the informal one but the bigger group bringing small groups together strong contact network the smaller groups which are very more intentional community service clubs we have them within our churches and our voluntary other volunteering sectors and charities professional association the one that is aimed at whatever industry you are in whether it's health teaching uh, it computers and last but not least online networking and those are connections made usually for future reference and also you'll find if people are looking for services for their businesses or for their organizations they will go straight to somewhere like a LinkedIn and they will search for who they need and their contact and send a message as to why they need you. So different types. So if you're running a business, you cannot be running alone. You have to be connected somewhere so that if someone's referring you, they can see and know why and what they're doing. Now, let us look at some reasons for doing networking. Why would I want to network with my business? Why would I want to get up on an early morning or a late afternoon or for lunch to go and talk with a bunch of strangers for whom it might be very awkward and tell them about my business or rather listen to them tell me about their business? Well, there are many reasons for networking apart from just getting funds. So you network when you just start up. One, it gives you a good practice and a good idea of what is out there, who's your competitor, and who are likely to use your service that you may not have considered. So it opens your eyes a little bit. Next, looking for collaboration. So you may be doing something in your business that would be better done if you collaborate or partner with someone else. It may be something very specific. For example, sometimes when I run my masterclasses, I will get someone who is has nothing to do with what I do to come in just to give it a different spin. Uh, case in point, there's coaching for imposter syndrome. I may be talking to leaders about public speaking and find out that a coach who does a talk on imposter syndrome would be best suited to come in at the beginning to address my clientele before I start. So they may be there, that collaborative type of working. Reason for networking, another one, getting mentoring or becoming a mentor. Because when you do run your business, you must look for the give back. It's not just you taking. Who can you mentor? And that in itself, building of relationship and connections, you never know how far it will go. Definitely, definitely, you will source new clients. And another thing to remember, you are representing your company and that's a that's a massive reason for going out. Some people just go to represent. It could be your business or it could be your company's business, which by default is your business. Keeping up to date, as we mentioned before, marketing and business development. And that's usually the, the biggest part of it. You're selling your services, but you're not selling it to people, uh, the people you're networking to. You are letting them know your services is there. And you're learning from them about their services so that you can refer to them later on. You're sourcing new business is another reason for networking. Some people are very established. They have started their business maybe five years in. They're making have a consistent number of clients making a decent sum of money and is looking to scale up. So they might be looking for new businesses. So to source those new businesses, you need to go out there and see what's happening. Another reason for networking is definitely comparing and contrasting 
what you're offering, checking out a competition. It's good to look and see what the competitor is doing and what makes you different or unique. Now, you're not going to compare to the point where you you bring in self-doubt you're comparing and contrasting to the point of where you need to either adjust your business or be happy with it as it is or just learn that there are other ways to accomplish the same thing and when you do that it also helps you to niche in onto certain clients you may not want to do the style that your competitor is doing because everybody else is doing it that way it could be that the way you are doing it is good you just need to market that to showcase it and last but by no means the only the, the only set of reasons for networking is for your personal development going out talking to people it builds character it helps you to get sharper it helps your public speaking it helps your deportment it helps your confidence when you go out and you're networking and that in itself will pull people to you without you doing too much work so we look at reasons for networking you've been a startup we look at the fact that you would be collaborating or maybe collaborating or looking for a partner for business, seeking mentoring or seeking to mentor. Or maybe you're exploring your business to grow, sourcing new clients, representing your company, which is a big deal. And keeping up to date, doing your marketing and business development, sourcing new business and checking out competitions to compare and contrast to see how to be strategic about placing yourself in this competition. And last but by no means is your personal development. Those things are very, very important for doing business. Now, I'm going to let that sink in a little bit and we will listen to I Really Love You with Norman Hitchings. I really love you, after which we'll come back and talk more about networking. I really love you. I really love you. Because you first love me. I really love you. Yes, I do. Yes. I really love I really love you, Jesus, because you first love me. I really love you, yes I do, yes. Say it. 
Indeed. I really love you, Norman Hitchings. Beautiful song there. And we really do love the Lord. Now, welcome back to Let's Talk Business with me, your host, Claudia Welsh. And we're talking about networking in our business. And we looked at the definition of networking, which is the process of making connections and building relationships. And we look at business networking, which is leveraging your business and making personal connections. And we understood that once you make these connections, they're usually for a lifetime. We look at the different types of networking, the casual, the strong contact, the community service club type, the professional associations and the famous and ever trending online networking. And we looked at some reasons for networking and we are going to just talk quite briefly about when you go to the networking sessions, who do you see? Who goes to networking? So I'll put myself as first founder and director of BM Power Day One. Yes, I go networking. So if you come networking, you maybe you see me. But when you go, you see business owners, you see the SMEs, small and medium enterprises and entrepreneurs. And the, you also see these guys would include startup businesses. You see people who are non-executive directors. They don't have businesses, but they'd like to sit on your board and uh, give you advice. It's almost like a consultancy on your board. And for that, they usually are very experienced. And for that, they can make, they make excellent mentors as well. When you go networking, you see leaders and those in the position of authority, people who make decisions. And most of the time, that's the person you want to talk to. Who makes the decision? The decision rests with them. It means you can get a yay or a nay and move forward. You see potential and prospective clients Everyone is a prospective client. Everyone has the potential to be a client. But just remember when you go to networking meetings, don't hard sell. Don't start selling uh, uh, people, your, your whatever it is that you want to sell, your product, your service. Don't just go hard sell. Remember, build, make the connection, build the relationship ask people about themselves. We talk more about that later. So potential clients are there. You will see educators. Now you will go to business uh, networking groups and you see businesses, but you see people who train and teach and that's how they keep themselves abreast and updated on what's going on in the business sector <clears throat> as well as the, um, get connections for their students because some of the students might need to go for placements and this is one of the way that educators coming in may find them you will definitely see marketing personnel open them with welcome <laughs> welcome them with open arms i should say and this is where people are learned to hard sell but learn to listen that's my guide for you Business coaches and mentors, they are there because they are also looking for clients. You will have representatives of charities and foundation trusts. So when you go to networking for business, you don't necessarily have to only see business people. There are charities there. And a lot of business has a charitable arm to them. They will give back in a way that they see fit. And these charities are seeking out to see where they can make their connections as well. You will also find at networking groups, headhunters. Yes, they are looking for the very skilled and they're looking for people that they want to take to a different dimension. For example, you're running a successful business doing quite well the head hunter has a client somewhere who they want to come and run their business with them you may not think of working with anyone because you are comfortable in what you're doing however it could be another side to your business that's been introduced to go and do consultancy work there or work as a one of the board of directors or actually Give up your business and go and work for something far more lucrative. Who knows? But headhunters are also around. So those are the awareness that you should have when you go to networking. Don't just think you're looking for clients. And what I gave you, there is far more. There, Well, there are far more than what I have mentioned. And there is also what I call the unforeseen, unplanned. Sometimes people come your way or 
companies come your way that you didn't even think of, dream of, and they are the ones who will put out a blossom for you. Now, when you're networking, three things to do. Have a plan. You cannot go without a plan. Why am I going networking this morning? I'm getting up to reach this place for 6.30 a.m. for a 6.45 start to a meeting. What is my plan for this particular networking meeting today? Ask yourself that question. The next one is set a goal to be achieved. So if I am going for this reason, what goal do I want to achieve? You may not get what you expect in terms of client directly, but you may make some fruitful connections. And last but by no means least, if you know where you're going and you have an idea of who could be there, do due diligence. Do your research. Don't just turn up at places dressing up looking good. Then you you don't have anything to say conversation wise because you're not aware check on the news, read on the things for the people you're looking for or for. They may be in industries that you don't understand very well. Just have a read and see what understand terms when they speak and so on so that you're not out in the cold when people are having their conversation. Or if there is something specific that you want, go and research it and research who is likely to give it to you. When you get to the networking group, you may go to the organizer and say, I am looking for these people this evening or this morning. Can you point me? And they're more likely to be able to. Why? Because they've been organizing the whole list. So they have a good idea by the time the meeting has started, who is who. So do your due diligence and research, research, folks. Don't just go into things with people or companies and only to find out and pay dearly later. Right. Now, some other consideration. Know your own business inside out. And when I said know your own business inside out, don't just know what you do. Know where you are financially in your business. Know how you're going about your business, what your targets are, how you intend to get them. Because just as you're going to listen, someone will listen to you. And when you get a turn to speak, make it count. And as I said before, research that a networking or the event group is right for you. Not everything that says business networking mean it is good for you. So for me, the Professional Speakers Association is ideal. I do public speaking. If I go to the trades networking group, it won't make much sense. It, I could get a client or two out of it, but it's going to be men talking about, well, mainly men, I'm being, mm, sorry, mainly men, they're talking about trades, painting, decorating, whatever it is they do. So choose, research the networking group and see if it's right for the business that you have. Identify the businesses or the people that can help you there before. And let me tell you, when that networking is finished and you have gone home with a number of cards and phones, phone numbers and everything. As morning light or as time goes by for that day, do your follow up. Call and book your one to ones. Uh, one to ones are what we call uh, meetings where you learn about each other a little bit more. So you can go for a virtual tea or face to face, meet somewhere face to face. But call, set your date and time for meeting up and exploring because that's how you're going to truly know. If that person uh, or that business is ideal for bringing you an income in the end. Now, some more, <laughs> some more personal considerations for networking is a little bit of self-investment. Yes, folks, investing in ourselves. And I am going to get personal. Mm -hmm. Present yourself physically appropriate. Yes. Make sure you have on the right hat, dress, shoes, shirt, whatever it is. Dress appropriately for the occasion. For you, it may not matter because some people do. The, it, the outside doesn't matter to them. They can look past that. But not everybody is like that. So let us dress appropriately so there is no offense caused. Be on time. Definitely. Be on time, be before the start time. Some of the most successful businesses I'll say to you are the ones 
that where people turn up before the show. They turn up, they look around and they see fellow people like them who are early. That's a good sign for them right away. They can make some connections without the crowd bearing down on them. And by the time everyone else join, they're nicely and comfortably suited in the meeting of networking. Not only that, they could have made some really good connections already and just cruise and will just be cruising through the rest of the networking meeting and relaxing because they've met their goal on time. So be on time. Next, work on your public speaking skills, especially when you're pitching your business. So you know that you have 90 seconds, a minute and a half max to make an impression with whatever you're saying to someone about your business. We call that pitching. That's about the maximum time, 60 seconds to 90 seconds, a minute to a minute and a half. After that, people will be starting to look to see who else they need to connect with. So know, build up your public speaking skills, practice it, practice when you go to have your work meeting, your staff meetings and so on, take it seriously. Practice your speaking there. Some of us who are privileged to be involved in church and church activities, practice your speaking there because that is going to be very paramount. Your communication skills is going to be paramount for when you're doing business. Then also learn how to identify key points in a conversation and act accordingly. So, Know what people are telling you. And this is where your emotional intelligence will have to come right in. Listen to what is said and listen to what is implied. And if you want verification for what is implied, you can you can ask politely. It, there is nothing wrong with that if you need clarification. But learn how to listen and how to for listening, how to identify key points in a conversation and that will tell you if you're going to be acting, um, how you should act accordingly. If you should say something or if that's a perfect time for you to introduce your business in or ask the person some more open question to learn more about them. And let me tell you this. People love to talk about themselves. That's just facts. Yes. So learn how to identify those points. So we've looked at presenting yourself physically appropriately, uh, being on time, working on public speaking skills. Don't take it for granted. Learning how to identify key points in a conversation. And I'm going to share one more with you. Learn how to read the room. There are messages in the uh, I. I don't know how exactly to um, express this to you, but as you are going around networking, you will start to pick up a pattern. Who are the most, uh, what, what profession or what business is most likely to be here by this time? Uh, what are they aiming for? Where am I supposed to be going from here? Who is my next person to speak to? And if I am with someone for which there is no interest and that can happen, how can I excuse myself nicely or I'll introduce them to someone else. Let them start a conversation so it can free me up to go learn to read what's going on in the room because the energy of the room is important for you. And that would also let you know if you need to be hanging around longer than you need to. Maybe that it could be an early evening or early, fairly early morning for you, in which case you could just Relax for the rest of the time you're there and see what happens and um, with not much effort. Or it could be that you should be putting out all the stops because you're in the right place at the right time, tapping into the right connections. So getting prepared for the networking is quite interesting. So for your, if you are someone who organizes uh, the, the event, I have some words for you too. So just let's take a quick review of what we have just talked about. We said, who goes, we looked at who goes networking and it's very good to know that it's not just your client per se, the ones who you have in your head that's gonna be there. We look at the key consideration, having a plan, setting up your goals that you want to achieve for that networking session and doing your due diligence, research, research, research like nobody's business. We've put out other considerations for you. Know your business. Don't go anywhere and don't have a full understanding 
of your business operationally, financially, every alley. Know it. Do your research. Know the group. Identify where you want to go. But one of the key things we did talk about is following up because if you're not following up, may the Lord have mercy on you because you will make all the right connections, lose them, and going back to them later on leaves a poor taste in the mouth. The personal consideration is all about you. How you you put yourself together, being on time, your public speaking skills, people understanding you, your communication skills, uh, reading off the room and how to make it work for you. Pretty much your emotional intelligence skills. And if you're an organizer, I am going to sort of have a little chat with you about how this can happen for you. But let us see if I can play you something here before that happens. Bear with me. Run to him, Cece Wynan. in a while ago run to him just something reminding us that we need to remember to run to God now it's only about five minutes left and I need to just wrap up networking business networking with you now if you are an organizer 
of a networking event. There are a few things that you will have to keep in check, lovely organizers. First of is first, have a good team in place. You will need to have a good team in place. Why? Because as things get busy and more intense, you need a team that functions and work well. How you choose your team will vary. Who's on your team? People who are punctual, people who have the same value as you, people who respect what you are doing. That's how you choose members to be on your team. Not because you know somebody and they're a friend of a friend. That won't work. They must have the same core values as you do for it to work well. The next thing we can have a look at is to choose an appropriate venue, appropriate date and an appropriate time. I'm not sure how exactly uh, different industries work, but you can follow. There are lots of research out which will tell you that some of the good days for businesses, for example, on a Monday morning, first thing is not necessarily an ideal time when people are coming from the weekend into their business. It's not necessarily ideal time to have a business networking group simply because people are coming in to start their business off for the week. However, by Wednesday or Thursday, it might be much better day. Friday might not be as great because people are looking to welcome the weekend. Things like that. So pick a, a good date and time and the venue. It's telling of you based on a venue. People use that to make some form of judgment, fortunately or unfortunately. But it does happen. So choose somewhere that is open, airy has good aesthetics to the eyes, make people feel comfortable. And guess what? If it's that type of a place and it costs a bit of money, well, you can charge for your networking. Not all networking is for free. As a matter of fact, most people will charge. And if you have that quality in your networking, the price won't matter. People will find their way there. Send the invitation and notification out in a timely fashion. And ensure that there is no double communication amongst you in the team. So you have a time when you send it out so that you can remind people, tell people, give them enough time to think about it, buy, uh, pay for their admission fee and reminders can be sent out. And make sure you know who are the communicators for this because you don't want people doubling up on work. I've been to one networking group where one person told me one thing, the other send a, a WhatsApp after and it was very confusing and it caused chaos. So make sure that's going on. Ensure that your contact details, the contact details for the event are available to all invited. So you should be sending stuff out with no email address, no telephone number. You, all of that should be there. And check your emails, folks. If you're having an event, at some point, somebody's going to contact you. Check your email. And when that email, somebody in emails you, send an email out to say, thank you for your request. We'll answer you within the next four hours or by end of play today so that people are aware that their email has gone through and you are they're aware that they'll, someone will get in touch with them, especially if you're not sitting there to answer every email as they come. So do check your messages regularly and answer in a timely fashion and work on your interpersonal skills and self-awareness. And this will come across when you're on the phone. You talk on the phone and you can tell if someone is smiling. You can tell what mood they may be in. Maybe there's nothing about their mood, but, but that's how they, they, they carry themselves. But you don't know that. So make sure that when you're on the phone talking to delegates or clients, whichever one you want to call them, just make sure that it's a pleasant um, a, a encounter for them. So make sure that your personal skills and those are of the people on your team are up to speed. And let me tell you something. When you're running your networking group, if you say from six to eight, make sure it starts at six and finish at eight. People who run businesses, they do watch the clock. They are 
looking for what they need to do next. And if you run 15 minutes over or half an hour over, you may be pushing into something else that they have to do and they will note that for next time. So even if your event is good, they may not turn up simply because they will or they may a lot more time, but they may not turn up simply because you don't keep to time. So if you're organizing network, have a good team in place. Do choose an appropriate venue, date and time. Send the invitation and notification out in a timely fashion. Ensure your contact details are there. Check your emails and messages regularly and answer timely. Work on your interpersonal skills as well as those around you and make sure you stick to time. So it's been a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful evening. And it's an evening with a difference. Let me know. How you think about this form of presentation, send in a comment to studio at adventistradio.london. Studio at adventistradio.london and say, let's talk business and tell me what you think. I could do more of these. Next week, same time, same place, we will talk business. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. Adventist Radio London, inspiration for the soul.